Today's episode is brought to you by Yelp, whose mission is to connect people with great local businesses. They're also helping me connect with you, which is totally awesome. Now here we go. A lot of restaurants never have even invested in marketing. I mean, for me as an agency, oftentimes I have to not only educate my potential clients on why they need marketing, but also why they should hire me, right? There's two sales. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the future of the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators, served up on the house. If hosting this show has made one thing incredibly clear, it's that teamwork, data, and resources will be what help us thrive post-pandemic. Understanding that, Yelp and I have created a cheat sheet, offering insight into consumer behavior, popular trends, and free tools and resources to help you get open and stay open. You can download that guide at joshcopel.com forward slash resources. Didn't write that down? There's a link in the show notes as well. Just because your restaurant is doing great work doesn't mean anyone's going to care. Most restaurateurs are not world-class marketers, myself included. We need to know how to get the word out there, and Brett Linkletter of Misfit Media knows the path. Today, we begin by discussing his vision for Misfit Media in the early days of the company. Misfit Media, I started in 2015. Um, essentially, early days, we were just a social media management company and content creation company, You know, much like most agencies today, honestly. Now, the thing about it is early days, the, the product was very simple and that was enough back then, right? We serviced all kinds of brands from fitness studios to e-commerce brands, to restaurants, to med spas, to whatever the case. As of today now though, I only service restaurants as you know. And the reason I do that is because one, I saw a pretty big opportunity in the restaurant space. And the biggest opportunity I saw was it was about the, the marketing. So when you look at most restaurants today, okay, it's very hard to track an ROI. If you look at an e-commerce brand, right? it's very easy to track. Hey, I'm spending this much money online. Because all my transactions are through a credit card online, I can track the exact cost per acquisition of customer. I know my exact average ticket or average uh, purchase, whatever the case. Uh, and you can scale campaigns. Also, you're not dealing with um, you know, the, the localized ads. You can scale them literally wherever you want, if you, even if you're international or whatever the case. Restaurants, though, aren't like that. You only focus on a local level, unless you're a big chain. But number two, again, tracking ROI was difficult. So I thought, wait a sec, if I can figure out a way to track an ROI, just like I've done for e-commerce brands and scale e-commerce brands, well, I could solve a pretty big, massive problem in the restaurant space, which was understanding ROI when it came to marketing. And so I've decided to just focus on them, on just restaurants by late 2017, early 2018. Um, and that's when we really started seeing our growth as an agency. That's incredible. And so what, what need would you say you feel? Is it a marketing need or is it an advertising need? It's both. I mean, you know, I think for most people, both of those terms get kind of tossed around, right? And for me, you look at the term marketing. Marketing, in my opinion, and to most marketers, it's the articulation of what makes your product or service good, right? Now, we definitely do that because here's, here's the deal. We run ads to initially create interest. But in our remarketing systems, we also continue bringing people back. So we do a little bit of both. We do both for sure. I mean, 
what we really specialize in, we call it is our art system. It's the acquisition of new customers. It's retention of your current fans. And then in my opinion, one of the most important aspects of what we do is the tracking system. So again, ART, the art system, that's our bread and butter for what we do for our restaurants. Right on. Let's take it to a personal place for a minute. Uh, yeah. You are a business that services the hospitality industry. I would yeah. assume you were hit as hard as we were when the pandemic happened. Um, what happened to your business and how have you begun to claw your way back? Man, it was, you're, you're absolutely right. It was a very tough situation to say the least, <laughs> right? Um, essentially what, what happened is right when COVID hit, 25% of our clientele just completely canceled their credit cards. And I literally have not heard back from them since. I mean, it's sad. And I think they're, they're, they're probably just not going to come back as, as unfortunate as that sounds. Right. Another 25% said we got to go on a pause or cancel until further notice. So right off the get go, we lost half our clientele, which was brutal. Now, before COVID also, I never focused on online ordering. In fact, all my clients, literally all 150 plus of them, all over the world said, we don't want to do online ordering. We don't want to take out delivery. Can you just bring people in? So that's what I did. Now, because of COVID, obviously I had to change those things, right? I never did online ordering. COVID hit, suddenly wake up call. I got to do this. So our business was cut in half and I had to focus on trying to figure out how to figure this out and solve this. And so we've done that. And financially, it was a really tough thing for us to overcome. But I would say since this experience of COVID, forcing us to uh, really optimize our systems for online, develop further systems, really hone in on what's working, what's not. It's forced us on so many new levels to be that much better. And I feel so incredibly confident moving into the end of this second, the, sec, the second half of this year and moving into the next year, that much more effective and powerful as an agency because we've learned so much. In fact, during this whole time too, it actually forced me to completely create a brand new product as well. So I'm actually launching um, a new business. It's a new product called DineLine. Uh, it launches actually on Tuesday next week. Um, essentially, what it is, is it enables online ordering for restaurants. It syncs directly into a square point of sale system. It also integrates directly into my marketing programs. There's completely seamless online ordering from ad to placing an order to also follow-up delivery through Postmates and Uber. So basically what that solves is like the problem of being reliant on these third-party apps. We still partner with Uber and Postmates for delivery, but the problem with the restaurant space today is you're giving away these crazy fees and commissions, right? Using a product like mine with all the, also the direct integration to my marketing, I've really kind of honed in on my vision, which was to basically turn restaurants into like a, a model that could be scaled like an e-commerce brand. Uh -huh. and so that's what we have coming next week. And, and I'm so excited about it. And this was something that probably would have never happened had COVID not hit. So when COVID hit, we lost half our revenue and I invested more money than I ever put into anything in my whole life <laughs> into this product. So, you know, when, when, when things get tough, most people hold on to what they got. I just, I spend even more, I invest even more. And so that's what we've done. And so I'm, I'm super excited about it. And I'm really proud to say that we have that coming out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what we've done. <laughs> it's that innovation though, that's going to push us through this. Um, I, I say it all the time on the show, but you know, when you look at the way restaurants operate, not much has changed in the last 500, 1000, 2000 years. Yep. Um, you know, there, there just hasn't been this large scale innovation. And so this is the opportunity for that to happen. Yep. Um, to, to kind of bridge that thought, I want to talk to you about my own advertising and marketing journey. Yeah. Uh, I've done mailers. 
for a bar in Hollywood. Um, I've done in-house promos. I, I've done I've done everything there is to do to try and breed word of mouth. The only thing that I've been able to track an ROI on is is paid advertising through social. And maybe yep. I had to do a thousand things to find the three or four that worked for me, but it's been by far the greatest tool. Why do you think it works so well for the hospitality industry? And why do you think it's so underutilized? Um, it works so well because it's hyper-focused, hyper-targeted. I mean, you can literally type in your restaurant's address and put a mile, two mile, three mile, 10 mile radius around your restaurant and literally show ads to everyone in your area based on whatever targeting criteria you want to make. Number one, why it's underutilized is because in all honesty, restaurants are very slow to move the new technology. That's just how it is. I mean, think about this. When you're an online business, purely online, let's just say you sell um, t-shirts online. Your whole business is online. You're literally forced to figure this thing out. When you're a restaurant owner, well, you haven't had to do that ever, really. I mean, a lot of restaurants, they simply open their doors and say, there we go, that's it. A lot of restaurants never have even invested in marketing. I mean, for me as an agency, oftentimes I have to not only educate my potential clients on why they need marketing, but also why they should hire me, right? There's two sales. Now, when it comes to marketing, they're like yourself, people try what they're familiar with, right? right. Mailer has been around a lot longer than online advertising. And so people are more comfortable with that. So they try that. The other thing is, I'll be the first to say, learning Facebook ads and being effective at them isn't the easiest thing to master overnight. You know, there are some tips and tricks and strategies you can use, right? Like in the most simplest form possible. I love running ads that have some kind of offer or promotion. A very low tech strategy which some restaurants can do is something like run an offer for like um, a buy one, get one something or 50% off your meal or whatever the case, something aggressive. In the targeting criteria on this ad, type in your restaurant's address, scale up by three miles, five miles, whatever's best for you. On the ad itself, simply say, screenshot this ad and bring it in to get your promotion. That's the most low tech, easiest thing you can do for Facebook ads to track success. But most people have never even tried that, right? And that's actually right. a really easy thing to do, but people are intimidated by it, right? People are intimidated by computers. I have, I have some clients that still can't figure out Zoom. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, that's why. You know. Well, the reason, I, the reason I wanted to have you on the show specifically is because I, I know that like this is your forte. This is your core competency. And, you know, as a restaurateur myself and in talking to other restaurateurs, we always talk about the same thing, which is like, how do I get busier? And like mm -hmm. the way you get busier is you let people know what you're doing, you know, what you do well, how you do it and wh where they can get it. And that, that communication is the hurdle, right? It, it's how do you get that information out to the masses? And the way you do it is through structured, targeted advertising, because it, it's cheaper to do that and to track those metrics than it is to spend thousands of dollars over the course of years trying yep. everything else. You know what I mean? Yep. And so is there a holistic strategy? What pl platform should people use when advertising? What do you like best? What do you think is most effective? I... I mean, we only operate for our clients using Facebook and Instagram as of now, but as an agency, I mean, I advertise myself and my company across Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Google display ads, uh, Google banner ads. Um, I, I, I want it all. I mean, here's the thing for most of our clients. The only reason we only focus on Facebook and Instagram is simply because we got the best results there. 
Now, another app I, I've seen a lot of people um, have had a lot of success on is that Nextdoor app. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I have. Nextdoor. Can you advertise on that? I believe you can. We haven't done it. It's something that I've actually looked into quite a bit, a little bit as of recently. Um, but also additionally, obviously Yelp. Yelp was fantastic because people are looking at Yelp as like, hey, like what, what's around me? What do I want to eat? Like it's, there's a higher intent to buy, right? Facebook and Instagram, you're basically interrupting someone with an ad to get in front of them. Yelp, someone's already in their buying state, right? right? So we've done some stuff on Yelp as well. Um, it depends on the client though. Some of our bigger clients, you know, we're definitely utilizing Yelp, Facebook, and Instagram. Some of our client, some of our smaller clients, we might only be using Facebook and Instagram. Ultimately, I'm not married to Facebook and Instagram. It's just kind of what we do as our processes. Um, but there's opportunities on every platform, depending on what your restaurant's needs are and, and how big you want to go with your budget, right? How, how big is your budget, right? Well, what, Dude, what, that's my what next question. Absolutely. Okay. What, what is like, where do you, where do you start? Is like, like, is a hundred dollars a lot? Is a thousand dollars? A lot like what what is a sufficient test and like yeah how do you how do you figure that out like it's so what we recommend is an ad spend of five hundred dollars per location per month that is fine some people i i hear about spending three four five thousand per location that's just honestly stupid you don't need to spend that much and when i say you don't need to and doesn't that doesn't mean like oh but i want to go that big with it it's you're overdoing it. And the reason we know that is because when you look at ads, right, there's something called like a, a frequency, right? You can see the number of times someone's seen an ad. If someone's seen an ad 18 times and they still haven't made any kind of move on it, you're just wasting <laughs> money. I mean, come yeah. on, you know what I mean? So when people think they're all in high and mighty, like I want to put a big budget, like I'm, I'm, I'm hot, I'm hot stuff. I want to do this. You're not, you're just, you're just wasting money is what it comes down to. Not just that. The one thing I would recommend also when it comes to ads, ideally, you want to run ads that also collect customer information. Reason you want to do that is, well, number one, building a list is always valuable um, for many reasons, but more so the number one reason is this is you collect a phone number and an email, an average text to open rate is 98% within a couple minutes. Email is about 20%, right? Uh, we're also really big on Facebook messenger because it has a very high open rate. People's obsession with followers has to stop because the average engagement rate, engagement rate when it comes to posting to your followers and fans is less than 0.5%. So if you're going to focus on building a following, you see value in that. If you were to just shift that strategy towards building a text database, you would see an insanely amount of more success on that. I mean, it's, it's really, you can't even compare the two. The second reason I like building a list through ads is it allows me to exclude people. So check this out. Let's just say you, you, you ran an ad and it has some kind of offer attached to it. And in, ex in exchange for the offer, you collect a phone number. Well, I can then take that phone number, create a custom audience on Facebook with it, and exclude that audience from seeing any future promotions. So check this out, right? That's crazy. If, if someone is, like, someone might say this to me, I don't like mailers because I keep sending them to the same people and I keep waiting for them. Yeah, I agree. That's why I don't like mailers either. And also, people <laughs> check your mailbox not very often anymore, right? Right. You need ads. Once I got your phone number or some piece of data, I can exclude you from ever getting a promotion from me ever again, which means every dollar I spend is only going towards new acquisition while right. simultaneously building a database. So when it comes down to this, you know, it, it, marketing can be that simple, but people overcomplicate it. How many likes are we getting over here? How many views are we getting over here? You know, what's our next PR campaign? Now, all these things help business. I'm not against anything for the matter. I mean, I'm, all, I'm for all marketing resources. I'm just saying... We're talking about specific budgets. You have a tight budget. 
you want to make sure that's getting you that strong ROI, right? Yeah. Now, in terms of population, so yep. like, cause I've done this before. You, you look at the population and it's like this ad that let's say I'm going to spend $500 on is going to go out to 250,000 people. Too big, too small, 25,000, 5,000. Um, like, like th- how big should the group that they're marketing to be? It's going to depend on population density, of course, right? So like, let's say you're in New York, you're going to be reaching a lot more people than let's say you're in the middle of Nebraska or something, right? Now, with that being said, though, I mean, there's not really a right or wrong answer to this. I would say you want to try to have it maybe a minimum of 30,000, I would say. But by all means, you don't need it. I mean, I've had clients, smaller towns in Alabama, and there's 10,000 people in their city. And here's the thing. If your audience might be that small, literally, you might be a restaurant, that's all you have in your area. And in that case, you don't need to spend 500 bucks. But let's just say you do spend 500 bucks, maybe even 300, 400 bucks, pretty damn good chance you're going to be able to reach all 10,000 people in your direct area for that budget. And so people say, well, 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 isn't that a bad thing? What do you mean? It's the best thing you could do. That means you literally have reached everyone in your area that's on Facebook or Instagram or Yelp sure. in your area. So, you know, there's, there's no problem in that. Um, you know, so it's, there's no right or wrong answer to this, honestly. Um, but it's a good question. I get asked this all the time. It just depends on really where you are. Um, yeah. What your budget is essentially. And then in terms of KPIs, obviously the goal is conversion, right? That somebody sees the ad and then they eat in the restaurant, but are there other metrics that people should be looking at? The other, one of the most important aspects I look at if I'm doing like some kind of lead gen campaign is, is the cost per contact collected, right? The cost per lead, right? Generally speaking for us as an agency, the number one thing looking at is capturing, well, they click the ad, we gain um, them as a subscriber on Facebook Messenger. We do something called chatbots on Messenger. And usually the word bot scares people. It's just an automation through Messenger. It's not that scary, right? Um, within Messenger, then also I'm capturing an email and a phone number. Generally speaking, when I'm capturing those three things, I'm looking for a cost of around a dollar to $1.20, let's mm-hmm. say is healthy. Because think about it. The reason I came up with that number is this. If I know that for every dollar I spend, I can gather a contact, and let's just say that 20% of those people that give me their phone number convert to a customer and spend 20 bucks or something, it's $5 acquisition. It's pretty sweet, right? Dirt cheap, yeah. So if I can spend, if if every $5 I can spend, I can get a brand new customer walking in the door, oh man, you got a successful campaign. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're looking at the restaurant industry, I mean, everybody's discounting their food and beverage by way more than that. Just trying to drag somebody through the door. So, oh yeah. What are common mistakes that you think restaurateurs make when they're advertising? Really? The boost post. The boost post thing is literally the worst thing you can do. I mean, it's 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 honestly brilliant by Facebook. It's like, hey, let's just make it as stupid easy as possible to make money we're gonna have a little button under every post that says boost. And when you click that button, we're gonna to make tons of money. It doesn't do a whole lot. Right. The reason I don't like it is because there's no KPI of success. You're basically just, you're showing something to ton of people, which, hey, like there's benefit in that, fine. It's just not that smart of a strategy, in all honesty. It's just, it's a lazy way to advertise is what it comes down to. You're gonna yeah. save a lot more money hiring someone like me or some other agency owner that's, that's really good at what they do than trying to do it yourself and, and do a boost for the matter, you know? There's also tons of online materials and courses out there, by the way, too, for lots of restaurant owners that they can take on learning some of the stuff that they want to. 
it's just obviously I know in the restaurant space, many people are so busy. It's just, it's hard to sit down and do the, do the required work. So it's, it's, um, but there are great resources out there. hundred percent. What would you recommend? Can you call out a couple? We have a course also, it's called restaurant accelerator. Generally speaking, uh, it's, it's something that we sell to kind of the smaller restaurant owners. We say, you know, you either, you have the money, but not the time, or you have the time, but not the money. If you don't have uh, the money, but you have the time, we say recommend our course. Uh, if you obviously don't have the time, but you have the money, we recommend us as an agency partner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but other, you know, more general uh, online courses that I'd recommend, probably one of the top ones is, is um, it's Billy Jean is marketing.com. Uh, Billy Jean is, is an incredible marketer. Um, he actually was one of my first business coaches I worked with back in 2015. And uh, he's just an incredible guy. And he started out local business advertising for all kinds of businesses as an agency and then basically became this marketing guru and coach and and he's got amazing programs and so uh, a very general approach to local business advertising he's probably one of the best um more specialized for restaurants you know that's what we do let's assume we're best friends and i'm trying to reopen my restaurant and you are obviously somebody that specializes in marketing and advertising what advice would you give me Let's assume I'm a month out from opening. Yeah. What would what would your strategy be to help me like reopen with hopes of staying open from a marketing perspective? So what we would do is I would just do what we call like a launch campaign, right? If you've been closed for let's say several months, you're looking to reopen. What we do for our clients, again, it's called a launch campaign. Essentially, what it is is put together like a budget of like a thousand bucks, maybe two thousand bucks. You can go a little bigger on these campaigns than the average. And essentially what you want to do is you want to create a Facebook event for the launch. You know, so you, let's just say you're, you're opening um, September 1st. Uh, I'd say probably seven to 10 days before you open, you want to launch this campaign. What you want to do is some kind of offer or incentive for everyone that shows up. You could say for the first 100 customers, they're going to get a free pizza on their, for, on their visit or for the first hundred customers, they're going to get a free something else, or maybe maybe you can afford it, free something for a year, something super enticing. What you'll do then is, in order to um, register for the event, you actually have to like register for the event on the event page that you create. You drive traffic towards that event page. People basically say they're going to the event. Leading up to the event, then you can post in that group event, and everyone that's subscribed to the event that says that they're going to go, they're going to receive notifications up to the point of launch. And so what you do is within that first 10 days, you get thousands of people to opt into this event saying they're going to show up when you reopen mm-hmm. leading up to the event. The remarketing is that you posting in that group, hyping everyone up about it. And essentially I've done this numerous times where we've had literally lines around the building because people are so excited about this. Um, obviously depending on how aggressive you go with the offer is probably how good the ad is going to be right yeah if you have something really aggressive it's gonna go great i mean i had a client that did free pizza for a year and there was literally i mean over a thousand people lined up out the door so that was incredible we've also done stuff super simple though just like hey get a free ice cream when you show up you know anyone who shows Mm -hmm. up for 11 a.m or something you know so it depends and it also depends on your brand equity how well known are you as a restaurant you know um or does no one know who you are if you're really well known and you don't probably don't need as aggressive an offer people, if you have a very strong following, you're going to be fine. People are going to be welcome to the idea of you coming in with a, not as aggressive an offer. Nobody knows who you are. You might want to be a little more aggressive because they don't know who you are. It's an industry podcast. And at the end of every episode, I like to give the guests an opportunity to speak directly to the audience. Do you have any advice or words of encouragement you'd like to offer? Yeah. I mean, here's what I would say. 
for so many restaurants for so long, they've been reliant on walk by traffic. Well, because of COVID, there's a lot less people walking around and, and you can't be reliant on anymore, right? I think if you want to succeed today as a restaurant and moving forward, you need to understand that digital marketing is something you have to embrace and not be scared of. Um, not just that, but something to think about. I know Yelp mentioned this is that like 44% of restaurants might not be reopening. Well, we can look at that in two ways. We can say, oh, that's so sad. And you know, it's a bummer. And yes, it is sad. It is a bummer. But there's also opportunities in that. Half the competition just went away. One of the biggest things I hear from my clients is that there's too much competitors. There's too many restaurants now. Well, that's no longer an issue, right? And so it is sad for everyone that has closed. But for those that are open, you have a responsibility to serve your customers in your area. You have an opportunity to do really well during this time. And I think those who embrace digital marketing um, and really utilize this will do well and thrive. And those who don't, you know, who knows? I mean, everything is so uncertain today, but I think what is certain is that ad costs are lower right now because there's less people advertising. So big opportunity for everyone who does it. That's Brett Linkletter. To learn more about Misfit Media and to get access to the resources mentioned on the show, go to misfitmedia.com. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, check out our video content or read our weekly blog, go to joshkopel.com. That's J-O-S-H-K-O-P-E-L.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Kopel. You've been listening to Full Comp.